Which group of stocks will outperform the market, growth or value? By the end of this video, you should be able to make an educated decision and pick a side in this debate. First, we'll do a high level overview of what a growth stock and a value stock really is. Then we'll look at their performance over the past decade and several decades and why that performance has been what it's been. And finally, which one could outperform in 2022 according to data? First off, what is a growth stock? When we're talking about a growth stock, we mainly mean companies that the market expects to grow revenue or earnings generally faster than 10% per year. Recently, many of these stocks have happened to be technology stocks in today's world, given the huge market opportunity there. If you look at IVW, the iShares S&P 500 growth stock index ETF, the biggest names here probably don't surprise you. Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Google, Tesla, Nvidia, PayPal, and Adobe are their top 10 positions. Another differentiating factor here is that growth stocks usually don't pay a dividend, and if they do, it's most likely going to be pretty small. And for those who don't know, a dividend is a distribution of some of a company's earnings slash profits back to its shareholders. This is usually done by highly profitable, consistent, and mature companies to reward their investors. And growth stocks usually don't pay these dividends because management teams see there is such a large market opportunity for the company that they need to keep reinvesting their earnings back into the business to reach its full potential rather than paying a dividend. For an investor, getting an annual dividend or quarterly or monthly is a way to reduce the risk of owning a stock in a company because you will get some return on the company through a cash dividend. So when buying growth stocks, it's important to note that an annual, quarterly, or monthly dividend is not the main goal and probably won't come along with it. Instead, the main goal is share price appreciation through rapid growth, which comes with its risks. Generally speaking, many growth stocks, if not most of them, are unprofitable businesses. They are money losing companies. Now these companies, they still make sales and that's what we refer to as revenue. But the bottom line, their earnings usually is actually in the negative because to grow that revenue, that's their main focus. They spend, spend, spend on marketing, expansion, product innovation, hiring more people, all that stuff. So they spend all the money they would have made. But let's just say we're talking about profitable growth companies who have explosive growth. If you're going to invest in a stock with explosive growth like this, it's usually going to come at a higher price. When talking about expensive expensive stocks or valuations usually use the PE ratio, which is market cap divided by earnings. The chart that I'm about to show you shows the forward PE ratio for the top 10 stocks in the S&P 500 and the rest of them. Now for context, the average PE multiple for the S&P 500 is typically in the mid teens around 15 or 16 X. The top 10 of which eight are growth stocks are trading at around 33 times forward earnings. That is double the average average multiple of the market over the long term. And as you can see, recently spiked up pretty close to the peaks during the dot-com tech bubble. Now that we've given a high level overview of growth stocks, there's no dividend, they are high growth, they reinvest a lot into the business and they often trade at more expensive valuations and we'll compare them to value stocks in a second. Let's now define value stocks. Some people refer to value stocks as being old economy stocks, financials, industrials, energy companies, etc. These are typically companies that are much more mature. They are less focused about growing their business at a rapid rate and more focused on consistent earnings and cash flow. Value stocks are also commonly known for their consistent dividends, and we already learned what those are before. Investors often own value stocks because one, they are usually less volatile than say growth stocks in terms of the share price 
price. Also, they'll earn income through the form of dividends and value stocks tend to perform better during periods of stress. As a result of their consistency, but their slower growth rate, value stocks typically trade at a lower PE multiple or valuation than growth stocks. Hence the name value stocks. On the left side of these charts, you can see that on an annualized basis for the past 10 years, the largest growth stocks have outperformed the largest value stocks by 7% per year for the last 10 years. That basically means that they've almost doubled their performance of value stocks over that time. At the same time, on the right side of these charts, you can see the PE multiples for growth stocks have significantly jumped relative to their historical averages from 18.5 to 30.8. Meanwhile, value stocks are only slightly above their historical averages, rising from 13.7 to 15.8x. This tells us that there has been way more demand for growth stocks. So why have growth stocks done so well? well? One of the main reasons is, of course, low interest rates. Since the global financial crisis, the Federal Reserve has kept borrowing rates pretty close to zero, making it really easy for companies to access money. And when companies like growth companies can borrow money from banks at much cheaper interest rates, it's less expensive to invest in their business and grow more quickly. And for for those of you who are a bit more financially or technically savvy, you'll know that lower interest rates typically leads to a higher valuation for a company using traditional valuation methodologies. And that's of course a key factor in any analyst price target. So because of this, prices have just continued to get pushed higher. Another reason they've been outperforming is a strong economy. Outside of specific situations impacted by COVID, the broader US economy has actually done well since the crisis. GDP growth has been strong, companies have continued to grow earnings and taken advantage of the low rates to borrow more cheaply. Importantly, consumers are also in the best position that they've been in a long time. They have lower debt balances and higher incomes. Unemployment has come down. Many consumers also received stimulus checks over the last two years, which they have used to pay down debts, spend at stores, and also for many people, invest in the stock market. A strong economy helps companies grow more quickly. And finally, side effects from dynamics from the global crisis that we've been going through in the past two years has benefited a lot of technology names with new technology needed for people to work from home. This accelerated a digital transformation and helped a lot of tech companies grow more quickly. And our last factor here for today is momentum. Recently, there's of course been a large inflow into equities and a lot of it has gone into growth stocks. Think about the AMC and GameStop craze, people piling into Tesla, etc. When a stock is hot, it draws more people into the market and can lead to sharp swings higher. More on this later. Now, this is not to say that value stocks have done poorly. They have just been lagging in performance compared to growth stocks since 08. Many are saying that this is starting to shift and we've probably already seen it in the past month or two. As a result of this really strong outperformance by growth stocks, they are starting to get a lot more expensive, relatively speaking. This chart from JP Morgan shows that over the last several years, growth stocks have been getting more expensive relative to value stocks for some of the reasons we just discussed. And while each of those three catalysts that we just talked about may have been the reason for growth to have outperformed in the past 10 years or more, those three same catalysts might actually be why we see value outperform in the near future. So yeah, the first one again is interest rates. It's widely believed that interest rates will be going up and this is almost confirmed. This is typically a negative for growth stocks as it makes borrowing more expensive. As borrowing gets more expensive, this can slow growth and will likely hurt profit margins. And it can also hurt sales if it's harder for consumers to access debt to make purchases. In an environment where rates are 
going up, value stocks tend to outperform growth stocks because these value stocks, again, are mature. They're cash flow machines. They're generating a lot of cash for them to reinvest in the business, whereas they don't have to rely quite as heavily or be quite as sensitive to interest rates and borrowing rates like these unprofitable growth stocks. Also, they typically pay a pretty consistent dividend. It keeps on showing up and that helps investors often get through times of stress. And again, factor number two is economic factors. There are a number of potential headwinds that could soon affect the economy or have already been affecting the economy for the past several months. But there's also been a very fast increase in economic growth since the pandemic began. Keeping up this growth, however, is going to be very hard, particularly with some of these headwinds. And with inflation, something you've probably heard a lot about recently, commodity prices are going up, which means the input cost for companies is going up. Wages are also going up, which means companies need to pay people more. Both of these factors should negatively impact corporate earnings and margins. When earnings and margins go down, Again, this is typically bad for stocks and very bad for growth stocks. You see, growth stocks, they're expected to execute perfectly when they're trading at such a rich valuation and so much of their valuation is actually in the potential of what the business could be. So any bumps or stones or trips along the way could not be good. Also, there's the potential for a tax increase. One of the main items being kicked around in Congress is corporate tax rate increases. If corporate taxes were to go up, this would also be a near-term negative for earnings and growth. Now, yes, this would also impact impact value stocks as well. However, again, if you reference that chart we showed earlier where we saw the historical average where stocks are now compared to where the average is for the past 20 years, value stocks are only slightly above that average, whereas growth stocks are way above that average. So value stocks are probably a bit more insulated to headwinds or negative news like this in terms of their downside. And finally, the last factor revisited, momentum. Since the Roni Rona began, we have seen a massive inflow into stocks. According to Refinitiv data, year to date through November, there has been $704 billion of inflows into stocks, beating the 2007 previous record of $551 billion. If you look at the large red bar on the right side of this chart, that shows you this massive inflow into stocks this year compared to prior years. And even the last two years, it's actually been negative. Another factor in momentum is the investment in technology has significantly significantly outpaced all other sectors. This momentum has helped prop growth stocks along the way, but if everyone runs to the sidelines, then this could result in a dramatic swing the other way. So there may be more volatility in growth stocks ahead. However, I'm not too confident that there will be any slowdown in momentum in terms of investments and technology. It's really just where the world is headed. I figured I'd mention it anyway. Value stocks, on the other hand, have kind of just been the opposite. They haven't seen such massive inflows. And we can tell because again, if we look at this chart, you can see the high PE multiples being paid for growth stocks, whereas value still has lower multiples closer to their historical average. As a result, it's likely there will be less volatility in value stocks compared to growth in the year ahead. You could honestly make a great argument that this rotation has already begun. I mean, if you've been paying attention to this ticker the entire video, you'll notice that all these are growth stocks and they're all down massively today. But if you've been debating, you know, should I invest in growth? Should I invest in value? What even is the difference? I hope this video was helpful to you and you should definitely take all this into consideration when you're managing portfolio especially the positions you've done well on in the past couple of years. As for me, I still do want to invest in growth opportunities as long as they are at a fantastic discount or valuation. And I'm also considering more value plays and I have been for the past 10 or 11 months. Growth is a bit more my style and I'm still learning the value playbook, but if you found this video helpful, please make sure to leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already. Also, if you'd like to learn how to invest from financial professionals on a weekly basis, check out the investor community linked down below. Thanks so much and don't forget your piece and thank yous.